Welcome to the Strategy Sherpa Show, a series of organic discussions between hosts David Chavez and a variety of notable business leaders centered around their most significant failures and how they handled those challenges so listeners can learn from their most teachable moments and apply the lessons to their organizations. Now, here's your host, David Chavez. Hey, welcome to the Strategy Sherpa Show. This is David Chavez, and I'm here with a special guest, Craig Martin from My Metal Business Card. Welcome, Craig. Thank you. Good morning. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Um, this radio show is a little different than other radio shows. We don't sit around and talk about how great we are. Um, we do have great moments and we've had a lot of success in our lives. But what we like to share is like some of the things that maybe went a little wrong because sometimes we get stuck in our own decisions and or is stuck in our own point of view or stuck in a pattern that we've developed for ourselves and um, we just can't get out of it. And so, um, and then we make a mistake and it costs us a lot of money or we um, lose a good employee or we do something else. And so we, uh, we're we sort of evaluating those mistakes and what caused them and what how we were thinking at the time. And then we uh, share a little bit about how we corrected the situation. So hopefully you can learn from these events. But I just want to talk about my firm for a little bit, for a few seconds. We have a um, metronomics workshop in Portland, Oregon on September the 7th. That's coming up real soon. Those of you up in the Northeastern United States, if you want a really good um, opportunity to learn a little bit about scaling up and metronomics, um, because metronomics uses scaling up as the basis for its system, um, please join us uh, in Portland, and that, that'll be done with uh, Ted Servada, one of our coaches. Then on September 14th, our coach Warren Sager out of Louisiana, he'll be talking a little bit about how to get your red business ready for growth to the next level, and he's going to introduce to you five simple tools that will make a huge difference in thinking about your business and where you're trying to take it. So let's jump over to Craig now. Um, Craig, Craig and I have been working together for about three years. He's uh, not all these guests I work with, but at, uh, Craig and I have been working together. And he's here to share a little bit about himself and how, what brought him to being the CEO of MyMetalBusinessCard.com. So go ahead, Craig, share a little bit about your background with the, uh, with the audience. Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to share, and and uh, I think that my my goal today, like you said, is to share this kind of the negative stuff that's happened. But this will be the preface to give you some background on it. And um, anything I share, I'm going to make relevant to any business owner that might be listening. So, um, so I started my first business when I was 15. It was a model train manufacturing business. Which whenever I tell people that, they're like, "What the hell are you talking about? Like model trains? Like I, you know?" And everybody's got a story that their grandpa or their someone on their block had a train layout in their garage. And essentially it was that. So I started, you know, because I had a passion for it, right? And, and when I say that I started this business when I was 15, I was in my bedroom outside of high school, right? At night, up until two in the morning, working on models by hand, um, bending little detail parts out of wire, uh, custom painting things with an airbrush. And then uh, what happened was the business kind of, I went on an online chat forum. This was like, you know, again, the year 2000. So it was way before anything we know now on the internet and uh basically told people i can custom paint your models i'll detail them so i had a few guys send me their models send me a check 
I used to check to buy the airbrush because I didn't even have an airbrush. I just said I could do it, figured out how to do it on their models. And uh, so it was from that, though, that my first little bit in, you know, uh, my first little kind of hunger moment in business, I thought, well, if I'm painting these models, I can detail them. So that's where the detail parts started to come in. I started to, again, hand bend these wire parts. Um, and then at a certain point on a locomotive, there's these little, they call it grab liners, where you climb up a locomotive. I outsourced that. I'm bending these things. I'd get orders and I was just getting tired of bending them. I outsourced it to a, a spring manufacturer in Northern California and they make micro springs. They gave me a bag of 25,000 and the 25,000 grab irons fit in a bag that's like, I mean, it was tiny, like a small little snack size Ziploc bag basically. So at that point in that business, this is a year or two into it, it got to the point where I, the, the kind of light bulb moment happened where I thought, okay, I can either continue making all this stuff by hand and marketing it or have someone else produce it and all I need to do is market it. And that was a huge game changer because at that moment I stopped hand producing stuff. Uh, and then it became a straight marketing game, right? Like how do I think of the product, you know, design it, have it produced and then get it out to everybody. So over the course of time with that business, again, from, from 2000 and then about 2005, 2006, made my first trip over to China because I knew that in the model train business, in order to get a fully custom, we call it ready to run model, you've got to be working overseas. It's just, there are very few companies that do it in the US. It's very difficult. There's so many processes to go into it. So uh, 2006 went over to China. Um, that was my first trip and dealt with a couple of factories over there to essentially take some of the ideas I have, a designer here in the US, and then turn those into reality. Um, I remember, you know, getting my first uh, 20-foot container load of stuff, picking up a couple pallets. I had a Ford Ranger, strapped everything to the back of the Ford Ranger because I figured I'll save on the cost of hiring somebody to move the stuff from the port to, to me. Dropped a couple boxes on the freeway, saw them get smashed by cars and thought my life was over. I thought other people's life was over. And it's, I mean, I don't mean to joke about it now. It was like, but it was, it was a terrifying moment. Um, but the business grew organically. I picked up distributors. Um, tried to make a name to myself in that industry where essentially um, I could be looked at as kind of like the, let's call it like like Porsche or something like that versus Ford or or, or Chevy. Um, so I was making a more boutique product, but of really, really high caliber. I brought one out to, to show. Um, of course, the camera's going to mess with me here. So this is an N-scale train car. Um, the company was BLMA Models. Let's see if this came not. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and so this was one of many train cars that I had, uh, over the course of my, you know, career with this. So again, to give you guys a timeline, uh, this business really kind of started to take off, I would say in the early 2010s. And it took off to the point where, um, this one train car, I had about, I think about 13 different N scale train cars. I had about six HO scale train cars. Um, I was doing trade shows all over the country. And uh, it was doing okay. But in this business, and, you know, it's it's one of those businesses where you can be the biggest fish in the pond, but you're still in a pond. And in fact, I even joke and I call it like, it's like you're in a puddle because there's just a very small, you know, segment of people that are going to be into this product. So it's a, so it's a very niched market then. Super niche, super driven by passion. And I'll tell you, when you're in an industry where other people are driven by passion, the the need to have a business make sense on paper goes out the window. So you're competing with other people's, essentially their their pocketbook. 
And if they're well-funded and whatever, then, you know, I mean, I was a 15 year old kid trying to make it happen, but you get in kind of this dog chasing its tail situation here where I got to pay for the tooling. And then the tooling takes, let's say a year to make the product to come over here at that point, then I have my first run to, to bill people for. Um, and then even once you're billing people, it takes, you know, 30, 60 days to get the payment, but then I'm 14 months out from the initial investment on this project. It's just from a business standpoint, there are many, many, many other businesses I would go into before I went back into this. And I guess that's a good kind of segment here. So, well, well, hold on. I want to, I want to comment a little bit. So, sure. so like um, your very first uh, thing you did was start selling painting cars. Yeah. And and you didn't even have the airbrush to do it. And you're selling the, <laughs> the, the, the painting so you can go buy the airbrush. And it just reminded me of when I was in the Army. Um, I, we weren't allowed to have pictures. And this is before like cell phones and things like that, all this digital stuff. And so... I collected, um, I, I actually sold pictures and went and bought a Polaroid camera and took the risk in basic training. And I sold pictures for $2 a piece. And um, the first roll of film paid for the camera and the film. And then there I went and bought the next one. So it sounds like a similar story yeah. for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, all right, very good. Yeah. And I remember, I remember like in junior high buying uh, gum and selling gum to my friends, you know, type thing. And you hear these stories, it's pretty common, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's funny. And yeah, same thing. I guess, you know, anybody else looking at it would be like, what are you doing? Like, you might be. Not to say you're like defrauding people, but if you don't know what you're doing, but you, you figure it out on the fly and hey, here you are, you know. Well, uh, well, you know, we 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 don't have parents that own their own businesses. We're just trying to do it ourselves and trying to figure yeah. it out. But anyway, yeah. let's switch over to what you're doing today. So make the transition. Yeah. So so the model train business was doing well. And in about 2010, I went to an event, um, the Global Student Entrepreneur Award event. I competed in it, and then I came back a year later as a judge. And at this event in Kansas City back in 2009 or 2010, there was a guy there that had a plastic business card, a plastic suede business card. And everybody at that event that I talked to, you know, you meet people and I would say, hey, uh, you know, what do you do? What do you do? You know, whatever. Oh, I do model trains. They go, that's cool. Did you see that guy's plastic business card? And I'm like, what is with this plastic business card? Like, okay, whatever. So it was on the plane ride home. I'm sitting between two people and coach. And I remember I'm thinking, Okay, plastic business cards. The one process that I know really, really well from the model train manufacturing business is chemical etching or metal etching. Essentially, where you take a really flat piece of metal and then you etch into it whatever you want um, through acid. Acid actually cuts through this material to um, to again bring out of that whatever you want. So I was doing chain link fence, locomotive detail parts, scenery detail parts. And it occurred to me, like, through that same process, I could be doing metal business cards. So um, that kind of got the wheels turning. I looked at the competition, did a SWOT analysis, if you will, looking at strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And there were only a few companies in the marketplace at that point. One of them, the design was not good. And on a metal business card, it's like a high-end product. You want to have the good design. Another company um, had good design, but they were in the UK. And I just know that uh, they were a little bit higher priced in terms of where I thought that things could be. And uh, and dealing with the UK, you know, with shipping, it's it's always kind of, a, it, it can be kind of tough or at least expensive, um, more expensive than dealing with someone here domestically in the US. So long story short, decided to start the business, designed a logo, um, figured out outsourced the manufacturing. Since then, I'll say we have a lot of manufacturing in-house. 
So had to do what I needed to, to start it. But that was about 2010, 2011, launched the website, did cards for every friend that I could think of that had a business just so I could build up the portfolio on the website because it's a very visual business. Um, and little by little, just kept listening to what the customers were asking for, what they needed, what was going well and what wasn't going well. I have a million small stories of what didn't go well. Um, but uh, it started to gain momentum. And just to kind of be done with the model train thing, I can explain that uh, in 2015, um, I had a competitor in that space come up to me at a trade show and say, hey, we were thinking about buying you out. And this is one of the biggest companies in model trains. And I said, I hadn't even thought about selling the business, but at that point, both mymetalbusinesscard.com and then BLMA models as it was, were taking up so much of my time that I was getting, I was burning the candle at both ends, as they say. So it was a really, really good um, uh, transition for me to sell the model train business and focus exclusively on my metal business card. So that's where I'm at since 2016 is focusing solely on my metal business card, which today if you go to Google and type in metal business cards, hopefully any variation of that keyword, you're going to come to our site first. Um, gosh, shoot. I mean, some of the statistics now, we've got well over 30,000 customers. Uh, I think we're approaching about 20 million cards sold. Um, and at this point, we are just trying to do the best job that we can for our clients uh, to Make a product that helps them stand out. That's the fundamental reason I'm in business now is to help people stand out. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so, so um, you started this metal business card. Let's pick it up on the other side because we're getting ready to go into a break. We're going to pick it up on the other side and talk a little bit about some of the, the mistakes you made and some of the challenges you faced. And we'll get some of those real doozies in here in a few oh, seconds. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to remind everybody on September the 7th in Portland, Oregon, we have our Metronomics um, yeah, live event. It's a full day event. Um, if you're interested, go to assuredstrategy.com backslash event. And um, it, it, that is going to be done by Coach Ted Serrata, who is a, a, a three-hag metronomics coach. And he'll be looking to um, share that system with you. And it does use scaling up as the basis of their system. So um, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And then we'll come back on the other side and we'll get Craig and some of his uh, failures that he's made uh, since he started this company. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt Liotta, CEO of Volato. Our vision at Volato is to change the private aviation industry by bringing innovative concepts that align our interests with our owners and customers. But what's really exciting about us is our jet share program that allows you for the first time to have unlimited usage of a plane and obtain revenue share. Doesn't matter what size share you buy with us, you can use it as much or as little as you want and participate in all of the, the revenue that that plane generates. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. 
Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. This is David Chavez, the Strategy Sherpa. This is Strategy Sherpa Show where we talk about, we don't sit around talking about how great we are and how many successes we've had. We talk about some of the things that have challenged us in our business and some of the frustrations we had, some of the basically stupid decisions we've made. It's wow. easy to say that after the fact, because at the time we did them, we thought we were the most brilliant person in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, then we ended up losing. So um, I have Craig Martin. He is the uh, CEO and owner of MyMetalBusinessCard.com. And uh, Craig, will you uh, share a little bit about how, what brought you to MyMetal and how you ended up starting the company? And let's talk about one of those great decisions that you've made uh, that really uh, changed the way you did business probably altogether. So sure want to share a little bit with everybody? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is an interesting uh, question, right? To talk about like a huge failure moment. And I don't know that this is like, this wasn't a single event or was it one moment in time? It was me reflecting back and thinking like, if I could have sped this process up, what would I do differently? Um and the one that I wanted to share that I think has a lot of value, and, I, and I, I tell this to any business owner that I hear in this same kind of doom loop, is way back when I started the business. So this is maybe, well, I actually, uh, it was about 2014 when I started to run Facebook ads and Google ads. And when I say I was running them, it's because I was literally running them. Um, I knew that we needed to get more leads. I knew that... Uh, it was necessary to grow the business, but I didn't know who to talk to to do it. And I feel like, honestly, I think we can all agree on this. If you go to Google and type in, you know, uh, ad spend or anybody that's going to be an ad agency on your behalf, it feels like a ton of snake oil. And I'm not saying they're all like that, but you just don't know what to expect. Or it's like, what do you want to spend? And whatever you want to spend, they're going to spend it. They'll find a way to spend it. So... Yeah, I, I I just want to jump in there. It's, I, I, I'm going to say, you know, it's probably 80% of them are out there that are selling snake oil. Yeah, yeah. And, and really hard to find the really good people that really separate themselves and really know what they're doing out there. Is that a fair comment? From oh, what you 100%. Found? Actually, I have a story about that, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I'll just say this. I started going on to Facebook ads. I took some cell phone photos. Now, this is with the help of a buddy of mine who sold his business for a, a really good exit. And he's an ad guy. And he said, dude, don't bother with the great photography. Don't bother with the, you know, studio, whatever. Just take some photos on your cell phone. And in fact, he took one of me on my cell phone where I'm holding a metal business card, just like this. And, um, and my face is kind of a little bit hidden and a little bit blurry. And I ran with that photo. I did different ad sets. I did different, you know, uh, um, copy on it just started to segment that ad. And over time, what happened was the ad started to convert. I was looking at cost per acquisition. That was my main metric that I was focused on because I thought, well, if I know my gross margin, 
then I can look at the cost per acquisition. And so long as it's in the margin part, I can, I'm making money, right? Like if it's not costing me more than the cost per acquisition plus cost of goods sold, then I'll be fine. Well, that's a, that's a fallacy. But long story short, I was looking at that metric and I started just to spend, spend, spend. So any amount of money that was coming in, it just started to go because it's almost like gambling, right? Like, well, if, if I put my foot on the gas, then maybe I get more, I'll go a little faster. And at that point in the business, we were starting to gain some momentum. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking it's because of the ads, but in reality, maybe not. And so I remember in one month, I think I spent like about $35,000 on Facebook ads. And uh, at the time, you know, it was, let's just say that like, there was no money going in the bank. I was hardly making any money personally because all of it was being spent. But I got in the cycle of like, oh my gosh, like I have to do it. I have to spend this money because if I don't spend this money, then the business won't grow. And if the business doesn't grow or at least maintain, then I'm going to be on the streets or whatever, right? You go into this doom loop thing of fear, 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 fear. Right. So I will say this, David, to that point, I hired through some friends, you know, you network and I met a guy that was running ads for um, just various companies. And I think his ad spend that he was in charge of was like tremendous. I talked to him and said, hey, dude, can we work out a deal? And I think his, you know, so he, he came on board. He ran with it for, I forget, four months or something like that. We got a contract. He got paid pretty well, I think, for the time that he spent on it. Um, I think the, the contract was maybe like $10,000 for his, you know, his just watching over my ad spend. And at the end of it, I'm expecting him to like lower my cost per acquisition or whatever. He didn't do, he didn't do any better than I did. And I told him, I'm like, dude, I did. I mean, like my numbers were just as good as yours. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like you're, well, that's look, a, that's that 80% out there, right? They're, well, they're, this, they're spending, they're spending your money learning. <laughs> well, here, here's the funny part about, oh, exactly. That that's 100% true. But I will say this too. This guy went on to, I didn't, I kind of lost touch with him. Talked to that friend that introduced me years later. He's doing extremely well because I don't, I can't name the company, but got on board with somebody, was their main point guy, spent their money and it blew up. Now, maybe it was him, maybe it was other factors. And the dude's like a multimillionaire now because he like, he hit it right. But it's just very difficult to do is the point. And I think that um, it takes somebody really going in scientifically looking at it. I think back in the day, I was an ad major in college and it was all about the creative and the touchy feely doesn't matter. Again, you can take a photo on a cell phone. And so long as people find it intriguing, they might click on it. If they click on it, they might buy it. And then you get into the whole funnel situation, which is a different conversation. But all that being said, again, I was in this doom loop like a dog chasing its tail. I got to spend the money to make the money. I can't stop. I can't pull back now. But personally, I'm not making any money, right? You look at that revenue, revenue, revenue. And it just got in this spiral where I thought, I, I don't know. Again, I, I just didn't really see any way out. Years down the road, um, so maybe this is about 2016, I hired, a, and, and, and here we go, another ad guy who was more so on the copywriting side, but he had a kind of, um, he, he could do a little bit of everything. He's kind of a diamond uh, in, in, in the rough, really. Um, but he kind of came on and he said, well, what are you doing with this? Like, what about the copy here? What about the email flows? How are you segmenting your clients? And the more I work with him, the more I realized this guy really lives and breathes and he's passionate about advertising, digital marketing, let's call it. Um, and, you know, David, um, since you work with him extensively, we just did an assessment on the back end with Assured Strategy. And interestingly, his is the scientist, which I think 
for what he does. He's not a maybe super creative. He's, he's creative enough, but he's looking at the data because digital advertising is just looking at the data. So um, anyway, what this guy did when he came on board is he kind of pumped the brakes and he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's review everything. Let's stop this. Let's start this. And he really put a buffer between my ad spend and my own knee-jerk reactions. And what I say is, you know, um, you could have the best restaurant in town, but some nights it's going to be halfway empty because the fish don't bite that night, right? People don't go out to eat. With the metal business card business or any business, there was days or, you know, a few days in a row where orders were low. And I thought, oh my God, oh, what's going on? And I would cut the ad spend, right? As a knee-jerk reaction out of fear, cut the ad spend. Because once he got in place, I couldn't easily go to him. And in fact, the reason I didn't is because I thought I'd feel, I thought that he would look down on me like, dude, what are you doing? Which is kind of a reflective moment, right? Like, if this guy, if I'm thinking that he's going to think I'm an idiot for doing a knee-jerk reaction, then I probably need to look in the mirror and like figure out why you know, there might be some, uh, you know, validity to this. So long story short, he kind of started with things. Um, he toned back the ad spend, created new ad sets. We didn't knee-jerk react to anything. We built upon it. Um, and then, man, not to like make a long story short, but we got to this kind of um, point in the business where we were profitable and we had steady numbers coming in. And I'll tell you, this is the one experience here that I really, really, really wanted to get across is for me personally, I, I bank with Chase. I have the Chase app. I can wake up in the morning. I can look at the cadence and cadence is going to be the word that I talk about because I could look at the cadence of the money coming in, the money going out and get an idea of where things were. What his, you know, kind of, I don't know if you want to call it like, rationing or, or steadiness on the ad spend and, and just keeping things like we weren't running, we weren't crawling, we were just walking a little bit faster, maybe power walking. What he did for me is allow me to just sit back and again, look at that cadence. So if we're profitable and we're doing what we're doing and we can maintain it, then it should continue so long as, you know, there's another story there, but focus on the right things for the clients. But, uh, but long story short, all that to say, I then on the back end, because we were profitable, split apart where the money coming in would go, right? So first thing you have to pay for your expenses, but paid myself, right? Got myself a an, an income out of the business that was steady. So when things were really good, I didn't increase it. When things were really bad, I didn't decrease it. It's what I needed to make to literally make the business work, right? Um, there's way too many business people and I get it. You're in that loop of I have to do this, I have to do this, but you're not making any money. But what's the point of working your ass off if you can't make any money? So um, long story short, uh, nowadays to kind of fast forward again on this, I've got it where a certain amount of money goes into the business savings, a certain amount goes to a distribution, a certain amount goes to W-2 income, and those different segments. And then also with the advertising spend, it's all on one credit card. So I can see that every time the credit card gets above $5,000 in spend, I pay it so that I don't wait the full 30 days because I don't like to look at cash in my account and go, wow, look at all that cash. But then at the end of the month, oh, all these people money. I know that it may not be the best advice to like, you know, somebody might argue against that, but I just like to pay when it gets above 5,000, I pay it, I pay it, I pay it. So um, again, all that to say, this is just really, um, this, this cadence has helped me understand where we're at. I can see when things are going up or going down. And then little by little, the amount that goes to savings, the amount that goes to distribution has increased little by little as things have gotten better and better.
Okay, so so um, there's a lot here. Uh, we only have a little bit of time, so I want to unpack some of this when we come back. But um, so so what you're basically saying is is that your mistake was trying to run your ad spend a critical element to your dot com business, mm-hmm. um, and really you were trying to do it yourself. And you were letting your fear run your behavior and the way that the ads were working. And I do know your guy now, um, probably one of the best marketing people I've ran into. Um, Very, very good at what he does. And he's like a scientist, really, Mm -hmm. and become a very valuable part of your team altogether. Mm -hmm. And and. He's really given us a lot of insight on how to how to develop the strategy because he has a lot of customer data and things like that. So I, I, I commend you on 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 working with him and I commend you on your mistake because um, all that money really got you to focus on the right things and go out and look for the right thing instead of just trying to wing it as you were doing at the beginning. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And, and all of us entrepreneurs wing things right at the beginning. Right. Oh, yeah. But losing money hurts, man. It hurts. Oh, man. yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I say that we get spankings as business owners. Our spanking comes <laughs> yeah. from uh, money flowing out of our pocket, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Not, 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 not the way we want it to work. We want it to work the right way, but it sometimes doesn't work that way. And yeah. uh, we end up, uh, the money just comes out of our pocket and we are like going, hey, what happened here? So you're, you spend a lot of money you didn't even need to spend, really. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And and then um your guy now he's really helped you get your market in the right place and oh, yeah. understand the market really well so you're doing really well as far as talking and speaking to your market. Mm-hmm. So um we're getting ready to go on a break here so uh this is the strategy sherpa show. Um don't forget we do have webinars and uh, um some live events also on uh September 14th we have as your business ready for growth. And then on the 26th of October is our next event and is your organization lacking accountability and then really how to build accountability through better meetings. And so um, we have those two things. So let's take a break and we'll be right back after this. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Anyone can learn the keys to success from podcasts, TED Talks, and other forms of media. But what you really don't learn is the failures that lead up to that point. Join David Chavez on the Strategy Sherpa Show as he and notable business leaders have that discussion and teach you how valuable it is to learn from your failures. The Strategy Sherpa Show, Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. This is David Chavez, uh, the Strategy Sherpa with the Strategy Sherpa Show. And we're here with Craig Martin from MyMetalBusinessCard.com. He's shared a little bit about his business and what he's done up to now. And then he's talked a little bit about uh, one of the uh, mistakes he's made or the, the failures he's had. And um, that was in the ad spend area when he was trying to start to grow uh, MyMetalBusinessCard.com and really get it out there, out to the public. Um, so you had said in the last segment that you spent probably $35,000 one month and just sort of flushed it down the toilet, really. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's that, that's a valuable lesson, right? Especially when you're trying to grow a small business from scratch and you, know, you don't have uh, wealthy parents that can send you a check because you made a mistake or anything like that. So mm-hmm. uh, you're just out there just uh, grinding it yourself. So share, share a little bit about how you felt when you were... Uh, you know, spending 35 grand and it wasn't really doing anything for you. Yeah, I think, you know, well, I will say that the one good bit of it is I didn't look at the money as my money. And I say that that's good because I think you have to have that objective view on it to be able to make good decisions, but I still wasn't making good decisions. So, you know, I think that it kind of feels like if to me, it felt like play money, right? Like, oh, it's, it's in the business. It's not like I didn't look at it as mine. So therefore it didn't hurt me to to spend it and lose it. But on the other hand, losing money only feels good for so long. Um, yeah, I think that's how I can tell you. I just, you know, you wake up and you go, wait a minute, I look at the full dollar amount. And not to mention that was one month. You multiply that over like six months and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I could have done X, Y, Z or whatever. Um, I think the most important thing here is it kind of comes down to like, what's the cost benefit, right? And where am I going to have the biggest return? That money could have been spent on other stuff and or my time in managing the ad spend could have been spent on things that that nobody else can do that I have to do, like strategy. Um, so, yeah, certainly some learning lessons there. Yeah. Uh, um, in one of Jim Collins books, Great by Choice, he talks about a 20 mile march. And I think that what happened was is the gentleman you ended up finding and ended up working with. Um, he really got got your 20 mile march in line and the 20 mile march is just being consistent and doing the same things over and over again and jim collins talks a little bit about that in the good to great book too about about the hedgehog concept and the discipline Mm -hmm. action right you were reacting to everything which was costing you a lot of money and when you got your brain to settle down a little bit and you saw that you had somebody who was really helping you for your with your business it allowed you to slow down a little bit and pace yourself and that pacing has really paid off for you big time 
And um, I know now we listen to him a lot and what he has to say. We challenge him too. Um, mm-hmm. but, but at the same time, he's done a very good job at getting the pace down. And um, we were just in a retreat the other uh, about a week ago and mm-hmm. um, he calmed us all down. We were talking about some big ideas and he calmed us down and said, hey, guys, we're we're doing this and this is what we're doing and this is how it's been working. And so he's got that great. He adds a great addition to your team because he really keeps everything flowing and steady. Is that a fair way to say it? Yep. And the word that keeps coming to my mind, well, too, grounded. He, he kind of grounds us. And the other one is discipline. He looks at things in a disciplined approach. Again, that assessment, call him the scientist. I think it's 100 percent true because. You have to look at things like that when you're spending that type of money um, in ad spend. And, and he's, yeah, he certainly brought that. Yeah. So, so, so that's, that, that's a great thing to share. Um, I think your real thing that you're sharing is don't let your fear or your belief system run what may be best for your company. And and the failure really was, it cost you a lot of money, but the failure really was, um, reacting to everything that was going on. So, yeah, yeah. So, so then you had another good one that you shared with me, uh, and um, I happened to be there when this event took place. And and yeah. um, and why don't you uh, share with everyone what happened? So, sure. Uh, so one of the things that you know you you get to know yourself as an entrepreneur in my model train business, I had a a really random product line. I was just trying to fill voids where I thought that the market needed product. It's kind of the same thing with my metal business card. We have all of our metal business cards, different finishes, black metal, stainless steel, copper. But then you get into like invitations, metal VIP passes. And then from there, we've also added an entire line of etched metal tumblers. So we can etch people's names on them, their logos, a bunch of other gift products and promotional products. And the reason for that is that I was looking at you know, the idea that, well, we're in business to help people stand out. And uh, ultimately, if we have your logo in our in-house design team, we have your logo in our in our software, we should be able to then queue it up onto tumblers and other products and then show you. So these are additional products you can purchase for your business to help you stand out. That being said, when people come in our office, we have a nice display case and we have the metal business cards shown and we have some vertical little stand-up kind of like uh, placard things that have the business cards on them. But business cards, by virtue of, you know, them being three and a half by two, they're kind of small, right? They fit into your wallet. They're really, really cool. I, again, I, I our, our brand promise now is these are the best business cards you'll ever have or we'll give you your money back. But in terms of what's sexy on a wall in a display case, the tumblers stand out because they're all different colors. Um, they just look really cool. We have the in-house capability. I talked about this a little bit. We've added a lot of internal manufacturing. Um, so we've got the lasers to laser these tumblers. So we figured, why not do it? Yeah, and you have the the real high quality ones, right? And so, yeah, like I like when I first started working with you, you gave me one with my company name on it, and it's just really cool. It's a great way of branding and great way of sharing who you are with people. And so, so, so that business started to take off a little bit for you, also. So, yeah, so you look at it as it's it's a different line in the business, right? It's not our, our main source of revenue, but I, I bring all of the display case up to say that it's it's not the main source of revenue, but it's sexy, right? Again, people walk in, my, my friends and my family or business people, and your eye goes to, on this display case, all of these tumblers. So 
in my mind, you know, and and I think as a lot of business owners, every part of the business you want it to succeed and you want it to be whatever. Well, keep in mind our name is mymetalbusinesscard.com. It's not mymetaltumblr.com, although I own that domain too. But it's this situation where we started to look at the tumblers getting, you know, to be more and more and more, and the sales start to become more and more and more. And at a certain point, I'm looking at, in my mind, internal efficiencies. And the lasers that we have can do one, maybe two, maybe three tumblers at one time. Whereas there's lasers out there that are just, they would cut the edge time from four to five minutes per tumbler to like 30 seconds. They come with a bigger price tag, right? $80,000 for one of these lasers. So I was looking at the writing on the wall. We went from zero, by the way, this is a funny thing, right? In business, it's easy in the first couple of years to say, we we doubled our revenue, we tripled our revenue. Well, when you start from zero on a product line, it's pretty easy to do that, right? Five years, 10 years down the road, if you're still doing that, then that is amazing. But the, these metal tumblers came on board. We saw the numbers instantly go up because essentially it's a new product we can offer to these tens of thousands of clients we've had and things were going pretty well. Well, I then got this again, shtick to be more efficient. There was a, a, a local company that sells a laser again, $80,000. It can bang these things out quick. So I looked at that and I thought, I'm not going to pay 80 grand for that laser. I'll have a custom one made overseas. So I talked to some random factory. I get this thing. They say, we could do it for $40,000. I said, well, look, I want a lazy Susan type thing. I, I kind of specced it out. They're sending me information back and forth. They build this thing. I wire over. I remember one one of the wires was like twenty eight thousand dollars. So again, you I feel that, I feel that twenty eight <laughs> grand. Here's another ten, and then here's another two, or whatever the case was. Ended up being forty. All said and told, to get it shipped here, it's here. It took six months. This is right around the time of COVID. So this is a recent story. Um, I'm not perfect, you know, by any means. Well, 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 all, all of us will keep on making stupid mistakes. So oh, uh, not every decision is uh, going to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. We just need people to kick us in the rear when we do it. Long yeah. story short, I'm figuring, oh, I'm getting this laser for 40 grand versus 80. I'm saving $40,000. Didn't talk to my my uh, executive team about it. I just, oh, I kind of mentioned it, but it was like, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm getting it done. Got this thing in. It literally... We never got it to correctly etch even one tumbler. And yeah, this is every, everything was in Chinese, I remember too. So yeah. you couldn't even program it. <laughs> I couldn't even program it. I couldn't understand anything. I And I'm the one, by the way, that was sitting there trying to figure it out. My other employees that worked on the other lasers were like, hey, man, we don't have the time in the day-to-day -to, -day to like work on this. We got orders to process. We got stuff to do. So then I'm taking my time away from everything else to try to figure out this laser it got to the point where we exhausted everything that we could think of. And I just realized, like, I got to cut my losses. This is not going to, it's never going to be what I thought it was going to be. Not okay, to so, you, so, so you spent another 40 grand of your time trying oh. to get the 40 grand laser yeah. to work. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then all that to say, like, it never even did one tumbler. So I've got this $40,000, like, paperweight. I mean, the thing would be better off at the bottom of the ocean is like a new coral reef starter, you know? It was like terrible. So I ended up selling it from somebody that could use it for a specific thing because the laser itself, anyway, uh, I sold it for like $9,000. So it took a $31,000 hit on that, on that thing. And then, you know, meanwhile, I'm thinking about every aspect of this situation and uh, tumblers are not even our big product line. It's maybe 5% of our revenue. So why I was even so worried about something that affects five, being efficient, it's something that affects 5% of our revenue. 
was stupid. So that's the re- that that one really hurt. They all hurt, but yeah, 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 yeah. Typical entrepreneur trying to get a deal and then getting the deal ended up paying <laughs> oh, tri- a lot more. <laughs> so, like over a dollar to pick up a dime, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, hey, but uh, but I think it's really valuable to share these stories because like a lot of us, um, we do these things, we're a little embarrassed by them. But at the same time, they're a part of growth in our business because I, I, I know you may do something similar again, but you're going to think about this situation before you go out and do silly stuff again. I know you just got a deal on another laser, but the deal was a lot different this yep. time. Mm-hmm. And it and you made sure it fit into your business line and you really needed it yep. before you went. And then you talked to everybody about it so yep. you, that you just didn't um, weren't making up the, your stories in your own head. So I love that story. I, 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 I appreciate your humility around it, um, you know, because um, business mistakes are part of making business better. So, um, and we learn a lot from those things. So just want to remind everybody that um, we have these events coming up um, September the 7th in Portland, Oregon, Metronomics Workshop. Get on our website, assuredstrategy.com backslash event and uh, take a look at the events and register for one that applies to you and some of the needs that you may have inside of your business. Um, Craig, we're going to come back on the other side of the break and talk a little bit about your business and and some of the things that you're trying to do with your company and talk a little bit about how we've impacted some of the things you've done. So let's take a break and we'll come back. And I appreciate all your humility and honesty. And thank you for sharing your two uh, biggest failures so far. And uh, we'll uh, hope that you don't have too many more of those, but (laughs) valuable lessons indeed. I'll have learned a lot if they happen, right? That's right. David Chavez, Strategy Sherpa Show, here with Craig Martin. And we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Hi, I'm Matt Liotta, CEO of Volato. Our vision at Volato is to change the private aviation industry by bringing innovative concepts that align our interests with our owners and customers. But what's really exciting about us is our jet share program that allows you for the first time to have unlimited usage of a plane and obtain revenue share. Doesn't matter what size share you buy with us, you can use it as much or as little as you want and participate in all of the, the revenue that that plane generates. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Here we are. We're at the Strategy Sherpa Show. This is David Chavez, the Strategy Sherpa, and I am here with Craig Martin with MyMetalBusinessCard.com. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I wanted to share with everyone is the uniqueness of this product. Um, you know, uh, Craig and I had met at an event um, an EO event, actually, right? Um, we, we had went, uh, we, had, we were at this event together. Um, Craig and I ended up just talking for a few moments, and um, he ended up pulling out his card and handing it to me. And I was fascinated by it. I'd never seen a metal business card at that time, and this is probably five years ago now, six mm-hmm. years ago. And um, and when he handed me the card, I was just fascinated by it. And we talked for quite a while, probably about 45 minutes. And afterwards, I had left. I probably collected probably about five or 10 cards at this uh, um, event and just had some great, meaningful conversations. But, you know, I kept on pulling back that card out and going, and then I couldn't throw it away. You know, like I'd follow it up with some of the other people, like I followed up with you, but I never threw your card away. Um, you and I had a few interchanges and and didn't nothing really happened from there. But then about three months later, we ran into each other again. And I remember me remembering you mm-hmm. mainly because of the metal business card, because like yeah. uh, um, the conversation we had was great and everything. But what it did is it planted the the um the conversation we had was something tangible for me because i'm a visual learner right and so the being able to take that 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 card really painted a picture of my in my mind of you and so the next time i saw you at an event we ended up talking and then we ended up starting to work together um probably about a year later maybe a year and a half later It it was a while ago it wasn't right away and um and I, I just want to share that story because um, why don't you share a little bit about what you guys do at My Metal so everybody understands it a little bit more? Sure. Um, you know, and I said it earlier, our our number one thing is we provide products that help people stand out, right? So we want to make a positive impact. Um, that's really it. And, and when people ask me, so what do you do? I, I often start with that. I say, well, I'm in the business of helping people stand out. And... We just so happen to do it through metal business cards. And then you can add on the tumblers and other products and everything. But the, the cards are the core business. Um, we also offer wood cards through mywoodbusinesscard.com and plastic through myplasticbusinesscard.com. All in the name of, again, helping people stand out. But to your point, um, I, I love that story. And I and certainly it's not unique. Um, you know, and, and what I'll say is that over the past couple of years, as we've worked together, David, and with Assured Strategy, what I really know now is... First and foremost, the fundamental why, right? It's, I think that in business, I love the chemical etching. I still love the chemical etching process. I think it's cool. I love that transition from the model train stuff over to the metal business cards. But until I started going down the assured strategy path, I didn't really know why or what was the fundamental thing that kind of kept me motivated. Through a lot of hard questioning from you, um, we figured out that, you know, personally, through the things I've been through in my life, what's meaningful to me, let's call them core values, because they're exactly that. Uh, 
I like to help. I want to put a smile on people's faces if they're the underdog. I want to be able to help anybody in any circumstance. And I think that honestly, these cards in a business setting, there's I can't think of anything else that for less than the price of a cup of coffee helps you stand out like this. And by the way, that's a quote from a client that wrote that in a review one day. And I thought that's a brilliant way to put it. You really can't. Again, there's not any other product I can think of that for two or three dollars would make you stand out like a metal business card that's made just for you. So that's kind of the fundamental at, at this point. Right. And I, and I think like like um, people who are really trying to have an impact in a few moments, like literally, even if we wouldn't have talked as long as we did, um, the, the, the metal business card really has an impact. I mean, I have metal business cards now. I hand them out. And when I hand them out, people, the first reaction is, wow, where did you get this? That's yep. the first reaction every time. And then I ask them, I usually ask them a question because we're working, we've been working together. Um, I ask them a question like, why are you, what, what's captivating to you? It's just so unique that, yep. that um, you know, I've never seen these before. And they may have seen them before, but they always, uh, they'll say something like, that's a sign of class or something like that. So like for realtors, um, bankers, uh, anybody, uh, any professional that is trying to obtain high network, net worth clients, this is a very good product that really exemplifies what your brand stands for. Is that a fair way of saying it? Yep. And another review that comes to mind, somebody said, these business cards show that you're willing to invest in quality, right? So, um, it gets a conversation started without even saying a word because it's just the visual, tangible, like you feel that cold steel and it's like, well, this is something I've never seen, but it just makes a huge statement about what you bring to the table as a business. And to the point that of your story, people hold on to it, they don't throw them out. And therefore it's not just a one and done after the trade show, after the meeting, you forget about the person. They hold on to this and physically having it I hear from so many people that say, yeah, I've had one on my desk for three years. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I carry them with me. I carry, you never know when you're going to meet the right person. I carry them with me all the time. They're just yep. really, really cool. This is the back of it. Um, this is the front of it. And it's it. um, really, really cool. So Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, thanks for sharing all your uh, wisdom today. And I say wisdom because I think wisdom comes from successes and failures and um, so many times we hear about all the people's uh, successes, but we don't hear about their failures and how they overcame them and what they did with them. And I lo love the story of the machine because you just bought another one, uh, another laser, that, which is probably five lasers down the road because mm -hmm. we've added so many because oh, yeah. uh, gro your growth has been so great. Um, so, so. But but it's just a different approach now entirely. And then on your ad spend, um, you understand the mechanics, but you let this expert continue to work together with him because he's been so in invaluable to your company. And like the, the value he brings really helps you think about the business the right way. And you talked a little bit about having your freedom I think that one of the things you have now is is you're not trying to do all these jobs anymore and you're yep. really getting your freedom back and yep. getting yep. your time back and you just had another baby. So, yep. yeah. 
So, yeah, uh, th- uh, and, and Luke, who was just born, was born on my birthday, yeah. which about a month earlier, I told you he is going to be born on my birthday. And right. you said, he's not due on your birthday. I said, he's going to be born on my birthday. I know. <laughs> yeah. I still can't believe it. It's either going to be really good or really bad. I'm kidding. It'll be it's awesome. That's, that's, a, cool, that's, that's a cool alignment there. All right. Well, hey, thank you for show, coming to the show today. Craig, thank you for being here. We're out. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, the Strategy Sherpa Show, David Chavez, thank you for joining us. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. We hope we've given you some insight into the journey of success and how the road to success is laid with bricks of failure. Tune in next week for another inspiring episode.